Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Uh, Daniel, we're back. This is number five podcast of the week. Uh, we did it. Daily now. We, we did it. We made it through the we first did. week. I don't know. Uh, that's right. We. I don't think we've done this before. We've kept our word on this, but we are a podcast for all things Georgia sports, and we said we we're going to be here five days a week, and sure enough, we are sure here. Sure enough, we are. Uh, but with that, if you're new to the podcast, we'll let you know right off the bat, uh, we are not the show. If you're looking for recruiting gurus or if you're looking for insider connections, we have neither of those things, uh, but we are, we are your podcast if you want other things. That's right. If you want real fans talking like real fans talk. Um, then we're your guys. And so that's what this podcast is all about. Hopefully, if you found us, you are a fan of the University of Georgia, just like we are. You lose sleep about Mm -hmm. it. You annoy your friends about it. You won't shut up to your significant other about it. You spend all your money on it. All those things. We do that. We do that as Daniel, well. Daniel's showing what kind of father he is right now. This is great. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, uh, if that's you, then then we feel like we're the podcast for you. We're a podcast for fans and by fans. Um, we'd love for you to, to chime in. If you've got thoughts and opinions uh, about the things that we say, if you've got hot takes on our hot takes, uh, you can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Yep. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Uh, we would love to interact with you on there. Um, <clears throat> if you've got comments, if you've got questions, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever uh, quality podcasts are found. Uh, you can leave us a rating. You can leave us a review. You can tell your friends. Um, you can write a blog post about our podcast. Oh, that's new. You, you haven't said that one before. You can uh, hire out a an airplane to fly down the beach with the name of our podcast on it. There are many and ways that you can. Nineteen eighty again. There are many ways that you can support this podcast. Those are just a few of them. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, like Clint said, we're going to be here every Monday through Friday. Uh, we've had a couple of listeners checking up on us that we did not lose our day jobs. No just worry. Be, don't worry, clear. your boys are still gainfully employed elsewhere. We, we hear your concerns, listeners, um, but we're fine. We're doing all right. Mm-hmm. We just we thought, uh, why not talk more about the Bulldogs? And so that's <laughs> yeah. that's where we're at. That's what we're doing. Uh, and the talking more we will do right now. We got a couple of segments for you, three to be exact. This week we're going to do a little fact or fiction, trying to figure out. Daniel and I, we have a couple questions we ask each other. Then we're going to find out if this is fact or this is fiction. Uh, we're then going to talk about uh, a new one to longtime listeners is Monday headlines. What will the what? headlines read on Monday? These are going to require a little predicting. Dare I say the predicting robes might come out. Oh, <laughs> oh the predicting robes are definitely out. Okay. Again, right. one more time for longtime listener and for new listener. When Daniel and I get the predicting robes, we are fully clothed and we are not together. We are we are over communication devices. Uh, and just at from no the neck, point, all we can see is from the neck up. So there's no <laughs> way. There's, that's it. Just, just let the record can show. confirm nor deny. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and then our third segment, uh, Daniel, we got basketball talk going on. What? I don't know if you realize. I'm sorry. What? Hello, basketball. There is a there is some guys suiting up tomorrow. As a matter of fact, well, that's today. Um, That's Friday, which is probably the day you're listening to this. It's it's Thursday now. Peek behind the curtain, but uh, as you're hearing this, it will be Friday likely, which means that tonight there's a there's an exhibition basketball game 
That's at the Stegman news. Coliseum. That's fantastic news. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show. But let's get let's get into. We are one day away from the Kentucky game, mm-hmm. and there are some things that we need to know, Clint. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty feels like swirling around the program. So now's the time more than ever to talk about yeah. whether or not something is fact or whether or not something is fiction. We got to nail it down <laughs> so that we know. All right. And so I'm just going to come out with the first one here and I'm going to go straight to the Kentucky game. Okay. And I'm going to look ahead and I'm going to look at what uh, what we're going to see from some individual players in the Kentucky game. I'm going to ask you fact or fiction. DeAndre okay. DeAndre Swift is going to average over 10 yards a carry against Kentucky. Fact. Wow. That's fact. At, so you you just imagine that he's going to come out and he's going to just dominate, own the field. He's going to destroy. Because here's the things that I realize. Is DeAndre Swift, does he talk a lot? Is it in his nature to speak up a bit? Before this week, I don't know if I'd ever heard him say anything. I don't know what his voice is like, Daniel. I don't know what his vocabulary range is. I have no idea because DeAndre didn't talk. This week, did he talk a few times? He came out. He had some words to say to the media this week. He had some words. And one of the rules that I have in life is if you're at the bar and dude is is boasting about how much he can slam you down, Mm -hmm. you don't got to worry about him. That guy's not the problem. Just move on. That guy's not not the the problem. Dude's silently sitting and speaks only seldom and and when he speaks it means something worry about him okay that's right that's right uh, deandre swift's that bad man he's in the that bar guy. that's he's coming for it. I, I think he gets eight carries and he gets close to 100 yards and we got a big one the the thing you and i have been begging for daniel will happen this week fact i think it's a fact as well but i think it has less to do with deandre swift even though i agree he is a bad man I think it has more to do with that offensive line. I think the offensive line's embarrassed, and I think it's and I think this is a week that they exercise some demons, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a forty-plus yard run this week. I totally agree with you. I think you might see more than one. I mm-hmm. think you're going to see some. I think you're going to see old. Uh, <clears throat> old Cade Mays bouncing to the second level and just getting getting his hands on a linebacker and just and just driving backwards uh, in this game. I think you're going to see it, and I can't wait uh, to see it. Right, it's a fact. Can't wait either. It's a fact. All right. So next factor, fiction. Daniel, we've seen many times this year, and Lord, just have mercy on me for even thinking about it again in previous years where our cornerbacks have just decided to let somebody blow past them and mm. give them 15 yards of cushion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, fact or fiction, our corners will get burned for another long TD pass against Kentucky. I want to say fiction because, I mean, they're of who they're trotting out there at quarterback. I mean, look at just look at the – they are not trotting – that is not – Drew Brees that, that that is fielding snaps for Kentucky no. back there, um, but honestly, that makes me think it's more likely that we get burned for a long touchdown pass because we're going to be up playing the run. You know, Eric Stokes is going to have his eyes in the backfield and run support the entire game. 
Uh, same with DJ Daniel. Same with Tyreek Stevenson. Tyson Campbell will never play another snap for the University of Georgia. I've just gone yeah, ahead. And apparently, he's just dead. We've buried him somewhere, and we his, haven't told his family where his, his body leg is. has fallen off, and it's yeah. now a. He has got one of those, uh, one of those little scooter things that you put your knee on, and that's just yeah. that's how he's. Yeah, this is around. not a Rodrigo. AI artificial intelligence leg. That's not what this leg falling off is. This no, is the, he has a peg leg similar to yeah. a pirate from the 1960s. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 1960s? There's a pirate in the 1960s? I assume there were pirates in the 1960s, Clint. I don't know. I, I don't know. This is, he's like a late, he's like a late developing pirate. Like he's, <laughs> he was late to the party. All right, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I think I think there's a reasonable. I'm not going to say this is a fact, but mm-hmm. I would say this is this is an unconfirmed rumor somewhere in between fact and fiction. Oh, I like it. I an like unconfirmed it. rumor that yes, our corners will get burned for another long touchdown in this game. Uh, this is me. Daniel said last episode he is the Georgia fan equivalent of a clown holding a red balloon, mm-hmm. uh, and I've adopted this stance. This is fact, um, and it's fact that whoever gets burned gets pulled, and I don't care if we grab somebody at wide receiver and throw them out there to play corner. Uh, Kirby will do that. This, it's fact until it has been proven otherwise, and I it hasn't been proven otherwise to me that we don't give up a long touchdown throw on the outside. So uh, I'm bitter, and there it is. We're just bitter old men. We're bit, Daniel, we're, you, I just looked at the production sheet. You snuck one in on me. You mean I skipped one? Well, yeah. That's because I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, number one or number four, which one you want? Well, they go together. They, they go, go together. together. So you fact. Okay, fact or fiction, Daniel. Will this game be our defining moment of the season? See, I'm going to say, and by this game, you mean the South Carolina game. You don't mean the Kentucky game? Or do you mean the Kentucky game? I mean this coming up week you at mean, Kentucky. You mean, I mean Kentucky? Look, I mean this Saturday. I mean Kentucky. Will we look back at the end of the year, and we will look at Kentucky and say, this is where we either... Let everybody know that we are fraudulent and we lost four games and we couldn't make it to the SEC championship. Or will be this be the game that we start our our ascent uphill to the mountaintop? I say that's I say it's fiction. This will not be the defining moment of our season. I think, um, I think we will win this game comfortably, and I think we will know. I think we will all feel better going into next week, going into okay. the bye week. But we will not be able to definitively know who we are. The defining moment of our season comes in uh, just over two weeks in yes. Jacksonville. That's when yes, the defining does. moment of our season will be. So, no, I think it is fiction. I do not think that this game against Kentucky, um, certainly if we lose, you know, the defining moment of our season was the moment that we all decided to become Georgia fans. Like, that was right. the defining moment of that yeah. was the the, the yeah. moment we made the critical mistake. But we're not going to lose this game. It's not even going to be close. And yet... So you're going to come out of this weekend not feeling... You're not going to feel... This game really is a, the worst case scenario because even if we do blow them out, it's not going to feel good to you because it's not going to no, be a defining we're gonna moment. Feel, we're going to feel better. It's going to wash okay, the better. taste out of our mouth. It's yeah, going to give us hope going into Florida. If we play Florida this week, okay. I would have very little hope. 
But oh yeah, this true. this game is going to give us hope going into Florida. But there's no way objectively one is going to be able to say we're going we're definitely going to crush Florida. Yeah. Uh, okay. After this week, so the, the defining moment right. is yet to come. I'm gonna. I'm going to end this segment with, with this simple question, Clint. Last fact or fiction. The University of Georgia will win the national championship this year. Fact or fiction. Daniel, I... What do, you, what do you want me to say here, man? Like what? Just I just what? want you to give I just want you to give the people your honest answer. I think they deserve it. My honest my honest answer today, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. on Thursday, October seventeenth. Correct. Fiction. I agree. It's, I agree. It's fiction. I just don't think I don't think we have the team. And you can get mad at us for feeling that way, Georgia. But I I, I legitimately want to know if you're listening to this podcast. Locked on Bulldogs at gmail.com at dogs podcast. I legitimately want to know you, you genuinely believe that we're going to win the national championship and not fan boy or fan girl, believe, but like are able to tell me with objective honesty that you believe this team is on superior level to other three other teams, nay, wanna, nine other teams. I mean, we want to hear from you. We we, we want to know if you're if that's who you are. We want to know because I can't get myself there. I think we could win the national championship, sure, but I don't think we will win no. the national championship. I I agree. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for segment number one. Uh, but don't let's worry. get the let's get the predicting robes out, Clint. Okay, predicting robes need to come out. Let's get those bad boys, the plastic wrap off of them. Let me unzip them, and then where's the tassel? I need the tassel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we put those back on because uh, our second segment is this Monday headlines. What are Monday headlines going to look like, Daniel? I ask you, what's it going to be? All right, so it's Monday morning. We open up the newspaper because that's what that's what people do. That's what the 1960s pirate does. He gets out his <laughs> newspaper. Which, by the way, um, our robes are still in play right now because I yeah. picture dad in robe with newspaper and a peg leg. Correct. So just a smoking okay. a pipe with a peg leg. Um, <laughs> we get out the we get out the newspaper. What's the headline going to read in the UGA sports section on Monday after this game, Clint? One sentence summary. Dogs remind us who they are. Mm. Mm. That's going to be the headline, Daniel. I love it. I the like headline's going to going to be dogs remind us who they are. Uh, they are nasty. They are mean. Defense is going to come out in a big way. It's going to somebody somebody's going home before the final the final second ticks off. Somebody's going to just say I I quit. I tap out. I'm done on Kentucky side. Uh, offense reminds us what playmakers we have. The offensive line. We just remember our identity that we are bullies at the trenches and we don't take no for an answer. That's what the headline's going to read. I like it. I have a similar, I have a similar sounding head, headline, but more specific. I think the headline is going to be Jake Fromm silences all doubters because um, I do not think we're going to come out and throw the ball a hundred times in this game. Um, but I do believe that there are going to be uh, the run game is going to allow us to be more effective in the passing game 
um, because I think we're going to have more success running the ball against Kentucky than we did against South Carolina. And as I said earlier in the week, I think everything about our offense is predicated on the run game. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily think James Coley is going to make any major changes to the offense, Mm -hmm. but I do know that Jake Fromm is not the quarterback that we saw last week. He is the quarterback that we've seen every other week of his career. Um, He's not the quarterback we saw last week. And so I think uh, you're going to see another game where it's going to be 70% completions, uh, three touchdowns, some unbelievable back shoulder throws. He's going to drop a dime in the corner of the end zone. He's going to have at least one deep shot that's going to connect. Um, and at the end of the day, when you look up, Jake Fromm's going to be, yeah, 75% completions, three touchdowns, 285 yards passing, zero interceptions, zero fumbles, zero sacks, zero QB pressures. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. it's going to be a, a, a kind of a classic vintage Jake Fromm performance, uh, just to, just to kind of give everyone the middle finger. In a yeah. in a very Jake Fromm way, uh, understated, not never going to come out and say it, but just to kind of remind everyone, hey, this is who I am. I'm here. I everyone, haven't left. Everyone can can shut their mouths for one second. Yep. Uh, no, I I agree with that as well. Jake Fromm's going to flash this game. If you don't think you think DeAndre Swift don't talk, Fromm usually always says the right thing at the right time in the right way. Very Kirby esque apprentice in his approach to media stuff. Um, he's going to be saying a lot on Saturday because he wants to. He's very upset. He's very mad. He's not happy about himself. If you guys think that you're mad, just you don't you haven't seen Jake Fromm play and hurt him. He is he is the just most bitter person in the state of Georgia right now. He's not going to show it, but he hates it. And I think as well, he's going to pinpoint some balls, just like the couple of drops at Notre Dame that we saw flashes. He's going to remind everybody who he is as well. Uh, this game, I, I'm going to be excited to see the defense show out a ton. Daniel, I, yeah, that's going to be my biggest. I mean, just going to saying DeAndre, I think is going to average a lot of yards. Offensive line is going to get very angry, but I can't wait to see defense show out on a big, big stage. Do you think? Way. Do you think there's going to be any? This is not necessarily. We just got a, maybe an extra minute or two here. Do you think that there's going to be any? Uh, what I would call significant defensive rotation adjustments made in this game do you think we're going to see any players yeah in in different roles in different spots different rotations than we have in the past because there's one in particular that i'm looking for oh okay well i think the biggest change is not from anything other than if you're a a fan you've known about his skill for a long time i think nolan smith is going to get starting play and is not going to be taken out as much i think he's going to stay on the field on first down second down on sustained drive. They're not going to sub him. I think if you follow Kirby's record of that, when he talks about somebody, that means they're doing well. And Nolan Smith has been talked about in a big way growing up, as Kirby says. So I think we see percentage jump spike for Nolan Smith not being rotated out. I think there's a I think there's a reasonable chance that Lewis Seen might get on the field before the fourth quarter. In this okay. game, just that's, I'm just gonna be looking for it. First and that's three not quarters, hopeful, Daniel. That's that's you. No, that's I think, objective fan. Daniel. I think it's. I think it's. 
I think it goes back to your comment about you get burned on a deep ball. Uh-huh. It's an immediate hook. Well, it ain't just corners that can get burned on the deep ball. And right. and so if one of those guys on the back end gets burned on the deep ball, uh, I think Hello. I think you might see Lewis uh, sneaking into the game a little bit earlier than anticipated. He's going to play in this game because I expect the game to be you know, yeah. a, a more than a two-score game in the fourth quarter. So he's definitely going to play. But I look for him to get a little run prior to the fourth quarter. I think you could definitely see it okay. in a game like this. Both of us agree George is going to come out and flex in this game. Yeah. This is yeah. – I'm 100% there. You asked me on yesterday's show, There's, is there any way this game goes sideways? And I say no. There's no yeah. way. This game okay. goes sideways. I'm, I'm taking your confidence, Daniel. I'm taking it. I'm adopting it as my own. Uh, that wraps it up this week for Football Talk. Uh, but don't worry, because our last segment is this. We got some basketball to be played. Daniel, it's happening. Uh, Daniel, basketball we, have, season. Uh, we have basketball season. We're tip-off is so close to being here. I mean, tip-off is tonight, if you're listening to this podcast on Friday. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on Saturday, you missed it. Like you already. Why'd you, why'd you do that? Why'd you just? What, what happened? What this is happened? why you got to listen to the show on the day it comes out. You know what I'm saying? This is why you got to subscribe. Subscribe to, the to that thing, man. Uh, um, but Daniel, first, we are, first exhibition yeah. game. First exhibition game coming uh, your way. Uh, Valdosta State, I believe it is. Friday night, Stegman Coliseum. Free admission. If you are anywhere near the Athens area, get there. Get there. Get mm-hmm. eyes on this team and then tweet us and tell us um, tell us what it's all about. Tell us Yeah, tell, tell us, us everything. our excitement because our excitement, by the way, is growing. Daniel and I, we, when it comes full prediction uh, of our record and our placement uh, seating in the tournament, you might be shocked at what Daniel and I have to think and say about it. But to say that we are high on this team may be an understatement. Our excitement oh, is through the roof. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm every day I just stare at the roster of the Georgia mm-hmm. basketball team and I start to get I start to get excited. So let's talk about this team. Let's talk. Let's just, if you are brand new to thinking about Georgia basketball. That's okay. Welcome. It's early in the this year. This is the best year. Well, last year was a great year because they stunk so horribly that they have nowhere to go but up. Uh, That's right. This is a great time to be a Georgia basketball fan, Daniel. This is the time to be a Georgia basketball fan. Um, uh, uh, let's just jump into some prognostications that are out there in the national media outlets. It's preseason poll prediction time. A um, couple of... Or, you know, preseason um, projections, I guess, uh, of where we will finish in the SEC. CBS Sports has us finishing seventh in the yep. conference uh, out of 14 teams. Sports Illustrated has us a little bit worse, has us finishing ninth in the conference out of 14 teams. Both of them have them have us right there, kind of in the middle of the pack in the SEC, seven to nine, just to give you some clarification, if you're not typically a college basketball fan, seven to nine in the SEC these days means you are right there on the bubble of the NCAA tournament. You are maybe left out looking in. You're maybe one of the last teams to get in. Uh, The SEC normally gets between seven 
and eight teams in the NCAA tournament. And so if you finish in that seven to nine range, you've got a shot depending on your RPI and your strength of schedule and your non-conference numbers and all that. You've got a shot to be one of those tournament teams. And so, Clint, I ask you, how do you feel at this very early stage um, of the basketball season? How do you feel about those projections? Is that a fair uh, prognostication is that too high is that too low uh, yeah I have to make a disclaimer first and foremost it needs to be known to the listener that Daniel and I uh, to say that we think power rankings uh, of where your team is going to be placed are stupid and pointless and pathetic maybe an understatement we don't really care about rankings that don't matter not a lot of stock placed in yeah. them no but with that being said I'm going to answer your question uh, the expectation-wise, I mm-hmm. think it is a fair assessment of expectation, not from what I think, but from what everybody else is thinking. So I don't blame the national media for putting a 7 and 8 in the SEC on the bubble of a tournament. You know why? Because the best players that are going to be on this team didn't play last year, Daniel. Mm, that's right. So so how do you know, other than projecting 18-year-old high school hoops kids coming in and playing at a high level— You don't know exactly. So I think it was the safe play to go somewhere on the bubble, on the cusp, middle pack of the SEC. That's a fair and fine prediction for people to write about. Uh, It's not where I think we're going to end up, but I'm fine with where it's at. Yeah, I agree. I don't think – I think it's a – that's an indicator of um, of an an unknown component to this Georgia basketball team that normally – we don't have because normally we don't have a team that is uh, that's dominated by so many freshmen. Um, Normally we have a much more balanced roster. There's much more of a predictive factor of who we're going to be able to be. And yet we are not traditionally a team like Kentucky that takes freshmen every year and makes, Uh you know, an elite team out of them. And so there's not that trust factor with Tom Crean that there is with Calipari or others to be able to take that talent and um, slam dunk, translate it into a winning basketball team. So I think there's a little bit of fear and uncertainty on the part of the national media. Um, But I think we're going to exceed these expectations. I, um, and I say that not believing I don't think that we're going to be a, you know, I don't think, I think we might see the top 25 at some point during the season, but I don't think we're going to be a top 25 team this season. I don't. Uh, I think next year's team, I've said this before and I'll keep saying it, I think next year's team is going to be better than this year's team, even though the best player on this year's team won't be here next year. But I still think with all the freshmen that we have that will be coming back uh, when they get a year better. I think next year's team will be better than this year's team. But this year's team, um, I feel like it comes down to just just a couple of guys. Um, And Anthony Edwards is certainly one of those guys. But I think the most important player, I'd be curious is your thoughts on this, Clint. I think the most important player on this team is not Anthony Edwards. I think the most important player on this team is Rayshon Hammonds. Oh, Rayshon, uh, okay. Rayshon Hammonds um, uh, is the highest 
rated player on the team who's not a freshman coming out of high school. And would you say, Clint, Rayshon Ham is now entering his junior year, his third year in the program. Would you say his first yep. two years he has exceeded your expectations or failed to meet your expectations? Well, considering I think last year on this podcast we were calling for him to be benched at some point, Daniel, should show us that we were we were less than enthused with his performance on the court last year. Now let me ask you this, Clint. Did Nicholas Claxton, three-star coming out of high school, uh, famously left for the NBA after this past season, broke our hearts, did not come back, um, I think he's the if he's back, I think everyone is projecting us to finish third, maybe yeah. fourth in the yeah. SEC, top twenty five team, be in be kind of battling for to make a deep run of the tournament if Claxton's back. Did Nicholas Claxton exceed your expectations or did he fail to meet your expectations? Uh well, the fact that he's gone is still, I mean, I'm a little bitter towards that. Well, I mean, still, when Daniel. he was here. When he, oh, was, when he here. was here. Uh, yes, he exceeded expectations for us, Daniel. Yeah, so so when you go back and look at the stats, it's fascinating. Rayshon Hammond's garbage year last year, yeah. at least according to our memory. Nicholas Claxton, unbelievable all-everything year last year. You realize I see what you're doing here. Nicholas Claxton averaged 13 points a game. Clint. What, what did the Hammonds get? 12.1 points yeah. per game, Clint. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rayshon Hammonds shot a higher field goal percentage. He shot a higher percentage from three. He shot a higher percentage from the free throw line Okay. than did Nicholas Claxton. So we averaged about the same number of points per game, shooting a higher percentage, taking fewer shots, uh, more quality looks, uh, more of an inside-outside threat than was Claxton, as evidenced by the three-point percentage, which was almost 100 points higher from yeah. Rayshon Hammonds than it was from Nick Claxton. Now, I think we're going to miss Claxton's rebounding, and I think we're going to miss Derek Ogbede's rebounding. That is the only oh, thing we're going yeah. to miss about Derek Ogbede. And saying Ogbede just <laughs> on the podcast. Um this team's going to have to find a way because we do not have size. We're going to nope. have to find a way to rebound. But I think Rayshon Hammonds is quietly poised to lead this team in scoring and be the best player on this team, even though one of his teammates Whoa. will be one of the first players taken in the NBA draft. Whoa. Yeah. That's why I think. I think he's the key player on this year's team all eyes are going to be on anthony edwards uh-huh. and rightfully so and that is going to do nothing but free up guys like rayshawn hammonds tyree crump to have open shots without a lot of pressure on him amanze and gumaze to be able to operate freely in the post uh, all that attention to anthony edwards all that scouting that's going to be done to anthony edwards is going to allow yeah. guys like rayshawn hammonds i think to thrive and that's going to be the key to this team's success. That's what I will be watching for uh, tonight, uh, Friday night, as the as the Bulldogs take the court. I will be looking to see how guys like Hammonds perform. Uh, well, Daniel, I'm going to follow you. I uh, admittedly, uh, I enjoy college basketball, but new to the deep dive fandom. So I'm going to I'm going to follow you on the Hammonds talk because I think if I had to give me just one name, it's clearly Ant Man. I just think that this team has the possibility of being like Q's was Syracuse with Mello 
uh, a whole bunch of nobodies that nobody knew about, uh, and then just one guy ascending to the mm-hmm. top and carrying the team on his back. That's what I picture for this team. But um, I, I'm like I said, basketball is not my specific jam. It's becoming quickly my specific jam. Um, so I like it. Hammonds, show me something. I liked you last year when you flashed, and maybe to your point, it, it was just my perception, uh, giving a big man a discount on it and asking the the more skilled positions uh, to to heighten their game. Uh, so that's what we did. We talked basketball in our third segment. Before that, we had our Monday headlines, and then we started off this with our fact or fiction. A lot of those will be coming back, Daniel. We, we liked these segments. We'll be using them again and again and again. So be looking that's for right. them. As okay. always, if you've got thoughts, if you've got things that you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, if you have got um, takes that you want to uh, know what we think about, uh, feel free to reach out. How, how, if how can they get in touch with takes, us? We like those. That's right. Bring it. That's right. That's right. We're not afraid. We're not no, afraid. We ain't afraid. Locked on bulldogs at gmail.com at dogs podcasts are the ways that you can get a hold of us on Twitter. Yep. And we're here every single day during the week, Monday through Friday. We'll be back on Monday, seeing if our headlines came true or not. Uh, Until then, we'll see you guys. See you.